Gazette Newspapers presents the Parting Shots Podcast. Now, here's your host, Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor, Ken Schock. Thank you, Scott Geezy, and welcome to the Parting Shots Podcast. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe today. Thanks for joining me for the Parting Shots Podcast Studio in Schenectady, New York. It's another college hockey-centric podcast as we get you set for Union Men's Hockey Action on the road at Yale and Brown this weekend. And man, oh man, these are crucial games for the Dutchman as they try to secure home ice in the first round of the ECAC Hockey Tournament. If you recall a week ago, they were in line for a shot at a first round bye and they weren't weren't far behind uh, Cornell for that fourth and final spot. And they were just less than two minutes away from getting three points against Colgate last Friday before the big collapse. Uh, The three goals that Colgate scored in less than a minute to uh, turn a 4-3 deficit into a 6-4 victory. And that really, uh, just a shocking loss. It's still <laughs> about a week later. I still can't believe what I saw there at Messerink last Friday night. And then Union lost to Cornell at home, uh, 5-2. Cornell scored four goals in the third period to put that game away. So Union basically went from controlling its own destiny to uh, fighting for its uh, life and trying to get home ice in the first round of the ECAC Hockey Tournament, which begins in two weeks. Uh, the standings right now, uh, Colgate holds that uh, number five spot uh, with 27 points. They're two points behind Cornell for the f- final home ice uh, uh, first round by slot. RPI is uh, in sixth place with 24 points. Uh, Princeton has a point back at 23. Princeton has a game in hand. Uh, They'll have to make up a game against Harvard at the end of the season. They're going to play three games in three uh, days uh, the final weekend of the season next weekend. Uh, So that's going to be an interesting development there. See how the the, uh, standings shake out after that. Uh, Brown and Union tied for eighth with 21 points. Right now, Union holding the tiebreaker on uh, Brown with uh, uh, most points. Uh, with the victory earlier this season. And then you look back, St. Lawrence 10th with 20 points. So they're on the heels of both Brown and Union. Uh, Dartmouth uh, on a little bit of a roll here. They have 17 points, so they're not out of it yet. And Yale, Union's opponent Friday night, has 13 points. Uh, they occupy the uh, final uh, place in uh, ECAC hockey. So it's going to be an interesting weekend. Union returns to Yell for the first time since March 8, 2020, uh, when the, the Dutchman lost a 2-1 double overtime decision to the Bulldogs in uh, the deciding game of the ECAC Hockey Tournament first-round series there. And, of course, that proved to be the last game any team in the ECAC Hockey would play because uh, shortly after that, uh, the coronavirus pandemic shut things down. Of course, shut things down for Union and Yale more than just uh, the, for that tournament, but for the uh, last season, was a, they were two of the eight ECC hockey teams that sat out last season because of the uh, pandemic. So Union really has to win these two games this weekend to at least uh, give themselves some breathing room heading into the final weekend of uh, the season next weekend when uh, Harvard and Dartmouth come to mess the rink. So, uh, critical games, and it's going to be interesting to see if the Dutchmen have uh, overcome uh, that devastating loss last Friday against uh, uh, Colgate. So, if they have, it, you know, they should be able to put a better game together against Yale. Uh, the last time these two teams met was a 3 2 overtime decision uh, by Yale at Mesa Rink. So, uh, uh, Union had its media availability on Tuesday, and first up was uh, interim head coach John Ronan. Um, we got a look last week of, 
you know, when you, when you leave points on the table, how it impacts the standings. And, you know, I mentioned a few times, but that three points is quite the swing. So, you know, hopefully this week we show up, put some points on the board, and have a swing the other way. Has the team gotten over what happened Friday night? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I, I thought we had a positive response first period on Saturday. You know, Cornell had a good pushback there in the second, and then, you know, a couple breakdowns, a couple detail things that we lost that ended up leading to a loss. So, but I think they are over it. You know, it was it was unfortunate. I, I thought that was a winnable game for us, a couple bad breaks, and, you know, we lose three points. What do you do at this point now? I mean, as far as, you know, the confidence, and especially, you, know, you want to be at least home for the first round of playoffs and not to be on the road. What do you have to do yeah. for the confidence conf- conf- like? It's you know what it's it's I think we get it through our work ethic. I really do. Um, you know we're talking about establishing identity, being a hard team to play against, especially down the stretch here, and we're we're fine tuning it. I, I do think it's getting better and better each week, and for the next four games, that's our focus: playing to that identity, being a difficult team to play against. And I think that's defensively, offensively. I think that's we've taken a step there. So just focusing on that, and you know. With that, we think the results will come. Speaking of defensively, I think you guys have surrendered the second most goal for the ECAC. Can you pinpoint what's going on with you guys there and what needs to change? Yeah, I, I, you know what? It's not one thing. I, I think, you know, through the course of the year, you know, looking stepping back, I think PK, where we've taken some strides, we've shortened it up there. It's been, I think, eight empty net goals we've let up, you know, which, which we're in games. But, yeah, overall, that's an area where, you know, we have to go down, and I think we've taken a little step with that. And I think part of that, too, is our offensive play. It's taken a while to you know, establish what we want to do offensively, but I do think that's improved, especially over the past probably six weeks or so, and that's taken a little stress off of us defensively. After a weekend like what you guys had, two losses, do you take anything positive out of that? What do you take? Do you leave it all in the past? How do you kind of move on from that yeah, th- there were a lot of positives. I, like I said, Friday night, I, I felt that was a very winnable game for us. A couple late late bounces, mistakes, breakdowns, and we lose three points, and it it's kind of looks doom and gloom. And even even into Saturday, you know, I, I really liked our first period. I think that was one of our best periods, you know, especially defensively. Cornell was very good the second and third periods when we were chasing the game, but we did do a lot of positives, and as I mentioned, things that go back to our identity, compete, Selfless, selflessness, all those things. I do think we took a step there as a team. How important is it for the team to, to keep their focus on the game and not what's going on around, not, not scoreboard watching? Yeah, that's, you know what, it's, they're probably, I think everybody's probably a little guilty of that, of taking a look around the league, but, you know, it, it's, it's cliche and control your own destiny, but, you know, for us, our focus is on Yale now, and if we do our job there, Maybe we could take a peek at the standings after Friday night's game and then turn our focus to Brown. But they know what's going on. They, they all know what's going on, and they, I think they realize how big this weekend is. I mean, if you come away with six points, you probably put yourself in, in good shape at least for the first round. So, I mean, how do the, do the guys understand what's at stake this weekend as far as you know, maintaining that spot? Yeah, they're certainly better at math than I am. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I do think they know. But it's game by game, and right now yields yields our focus. Um, I think this may be, this past week may not have been Connor Murphy's best weekend. I mean, obviously it was a tough decision on that game winning goal against Colgate, and watching the Cornell game 
Yeah, and the, the one goal where it stuck through is, is he getting a little tired, I think, or is it just was this one of those weekends? I think it was one of those weekends, you know, and he's a guy that if he has an off night or lets in a bad goal, he battles back. And, you know, it's it seems like he has to be, you know, have the S on his chest and wear the cape every game for us. And I think we have to do a better job around him too, you know, and pick him up when, you know, he, he's not our most valuable player. So, like I said, he, he, he parks it, he battles back. I expect nothing but the same this weekend. Are things like on the injury front right now? Uh, we're getting better. We're getting better. You know, I'm not going to name specific names, but... You know, I think we'll have close to a full lineup in practice today. Um, Brandon looked, you know, look was kind of serious, but he did come back. Yeah. I mean, is he's in good shape at this point? He's in good shape. Yeah, it was a, it was a bit of a scare for everybody there, and you know, he's he's doing well. Up next are Union captain Josh Kosak and alternate captain Dylan Anhorn. Guys, a week ago you were in control of your fate as far as playoffs. You even had a shot at uh, home uh, first round bye. With what transpired over the weekend against Colgate and Cornell, you're now tied for eighth with, with Brown and hanging on by a thread for home ice in the first round. How important is, are these games against Yale and Brown this weekend to secure at least a chance of the first round uh, home ice berth? Yeah, they're definitely huge. Um, you know, just checking the standings, it's like really cluttered between, I don't know, six through ten or something. Um, and obviously, we didn't get the results we wanted. Uh, this past weekend, but I thought there were a lot of positives to pull out of that. And this weekend's huge. Um, both these teams are, you know, pretty neck and neck with us. So, um, you know, we got to bring the positives from last weekend, learn from the negatives, and hopefully get the results we want. Yeah, I mean, I think Josh kind of said it all. Obviously, it was a frustrating weekend where we left points on the table, but we need short-term memory in this game, and we're, we've got our sights set on Friday. How important is it to keep the focus of this weekend's games on the ice and not worried about what's going on around the league? No scoreboard. Uh, yeah, obviously you're going to take a look at that, but like you said, we're just trying to focus on ourselves and uh, our next game coming up here Friday. Uh, that's, really, that's really all we got in mind at the moment. Yeah, we got to have the mindset where, you know, whatever happens with other teams out of our control. Um, if we don't get results, we're not going to move up at all in the standings. So we got to take care of business first and let that stuff work itself out. Josh, you had mentioned there were some positives to take away from this past weekend. What were they in your mind? Uh, I thought we fought through a lot of adversity Friday um, against Colgate. I thought we played a really good 58 minutes until the final two minutes of the game. Um, and then, you know, our lack of details just caught up to us. Um, that entire game, um, you know, if they scored, we responded, um, you know, pretty quickly, um, which I thought was really good to see. And then, you know, against Col- or Cornell on Saturday, I thought we had really good effort for, you know, the majority of the game. There's just a couple uh, mental lapses defensively, um, you know, minor details um, that I think are really preventable, and hopefully we correct them for this weekend. I- Where's the confidence at, especially with, with what happened Friday night? Is, is, is it easy to, to put that game aside, or is that always in the back of your mind that if you're going to come up in that kind of situation again down the road? No, I mean, like you said, uh, obviously it's a frustrating result, but I don't, I don't think it impacts our confidence in, in each other as a, as a unit at all. Uh, I think we feel, like, like Cozy said, that we're building really well as a team here. Uh, forging our identity better than we have all season and at the right time I think and we just need to kind of 
uh, fix some of these mental lapses that uh, are kind of costing us games because they're only going to get tighter coming down here in the playoffs and it can, it can come down to a couple of plays to, to decide your result. As you're looking at the standings, I mean, three of your next four games are against teams that are chasing you for that uh, final home ice side. You know, Yale, you know, last place right now, they've got a game in hand on you guys. I mean, you got uh, Brown on Saturday. Of course, uh, next weekend, Darwin comes in on, on Saturday for the final game of the season. So you, you look at the schedule, I mean, do you feel that these are winnable games? Yeah, I mean, we have to have the mindset that every game we go into is a winnable game. You know, we can't go into any game afraid. Um, but kind of expanding on that, um, you know, these are as must-win of a regular season game as they can be. Um, like you said, these teams are chasing us, and we got to, you know, really get that home ice advantage because we know how much of a difference it makes, um, especially for our team playing in front of our crowd. Um, you know, we, re we really feed off it. Um, so, you know, we really got to bank some points here to, to make sure we get home ice. Of course, the last time you played at Ingalls uh, Rink was uh, the last game of the 2020 uh, playoffs against them and the, the double overtime loss. Uh, what memories do you have of that game and uh, of, that, of that day? Because obviously that was end up being the last game for a while for you guys. Uh, but So what were the memories like playing there and going back there and, you know, with, with what's, what's at stake this weekend? Well, the memories aren't great. <laughs> um, that uh, you know that game stung for 18 months. Um, so hopefully we have a more positive result this Friday and we come away with uh, with a W. Yeah, I left a sour taste for sure. Obviously, uh, I think going back into that rink uh, it's going to bring back a lot for guys to want to have an emotional response and make sure we're ready come puck drop. But I think we have a lot of uh, new guys as well that uh, weren't involved in that series that. Uh, are just coming in to play a hockey game and get three points. So, of course, the last time you played them here, it was the overtime loss. You did get a point out of it, but what do you have to do differently other than the obvious <laughs> win the game? Um, yeah, Yale's a super fast team. They've always been quick in transition. Um, you know, every year they, you know, have a similar playing style and they're pretty quick to attack and that kind of stuff. So, you know, we just got to listen to what JR and TJ have to tell us about our, our game plan and. Um, you know, just execute. Up next, I'll have interviews with Union Women's Head Coach Josh Skiba and players Cassie Michalica and Grace Hiding as the Dutch women close out their season this weekend. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast. All of us love sports, but not all sports are created equal. College sports have big budgets dedicated alumni networks, and corporate sponsorships. Professional sports have even deeper pockets. Millionaire owners, lucrative TV and radio deals, and merchandise sales. High school sports have you. Everyone agrees high school sports give us plenty of reasons to cheer. And now's a great time for us to give back. Supporting your hometown high school won't cost you much but it will go a long way to ensuring the games we love the most are here to stay. New York High School Sports. They're good for our kids, good for our community, and best of all, they're good for you. This message presented by the New York State Public High School Athletic Association and the New York State Athletic Administrators Association. Hi, this is 
Daily Gazette reporter Ashley Onion. You're listening to the Parting Shots podcast with Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor Ken Schott. Welcome back to the podcast. The Union College women's hockey team closes out its season this weekend when it hosts Dartmouth and 7th-ranked Harvard at Messer Rink. Uh, the Dutch women sat out last season because of the uh, coronavirus pandemic. Uh, they came back this year and opened the season with two victories at RIT, but things uh, you know went south from there. Uh, the open league play uh, October 8th against RPI suffered a 4 nothing loss at Messer Rink. And then they went over to Troy at Houston Fieldhouse, and the RPI took a 9-2 victory, and just everything seemed to really just go downhill for the Dutch women from there. Uh, the Dutch women are 4-27-1 overall and 1-19 in ECAC hockey play, uh, their only win coming against Dartmouth. So um, it's been a tough season, and uh, Josh Skiba, the head coach of the Dutch women, along with players Grace Heiding and Cassidy McCallagher, sat down on uh, Tuesday to talk about the season. Last uh, games of the regular season for you guys, uh, first for Josh, What's the feeling like as you head into this, and then for the seniors, what you've gone through, you know, on the ice last year with the COVID canceling things. What, what has it, this four years been like for you guys? We'll start with Josh first, and then we'll get the players. Yeah, I think I think morale's high going into the last two games. I mean, I think people still want to continue to to prove and and obviously win. Or I mean, we're playing to win. Um, we want to finish the season on a high note. You know, we, we have Dartmouth here on, on Friday and a team that we already have beaten this season. And I think a team uh, in Harvard on Saturday that we know we played well after probably the first couple goals against. So um, I think our team is, is motivated. I think that they want to play. They want to win. Um, I think they, like I said, want to end the, the season on a high note. We want to continue to build for uh, the future as well. So I think our group's excited. Yeah, I would agree. Um... I mean, I think it just like sums up the last four years and what we've put in towards like the culture, our team, and looking to get six points coming out of this weekend and just like top off the past four years and what we've grown and developed on despite losing last year and just building on what we've been doing the past couple weekends. And I know one big thing is just being feeling very grateful and fortunate to have the past four years play college hockey is, especially at the highest level, is not something many people get to do. So just being grateful and not taking a single moment for granted. Like we're going into our last two games, but. We're going to treat it like we've treated everyone and just having fun and enjoying the moment because this is when it's going to end potentially, but still excited for it. Just being able to play this year after what happened last year, not playing, we, do you appreciate it more than, than you know, understanding what everybody went through last year? You you have to. I think just it, it's it's been frustrating, I think, for everybody. Everybody's had a lot of challenges and difficulties just with what's been going on in the world. So I think having that sense of normalcy and being able to be back and just realizing everything that we missed for a year and it's, it's super exciting and you know I'm, I'm really grateful we've had that obviously it makes you feel even more for the seniors last year who never had that that final chance and that final opportunity so just very very happy that we're getting to have this experience yeah I would agree um I think thinking back like I sat out for Clarkson and slew games this past year and just even missing those two games I was like itching to get back and just so excited to hit the ice so after a full year I know we were all like crazy like that to get back on so like Grace said, just super grateful to be here, super grateful to have the normalcy of this season and just looking to finish it off on a high note. Uh, what are your most vivid memories? I think big wins, big team wins. I think the biggest one that comes back to me right now is sophomore year beating Dartmouth around this time of year. I think that was a huge game. I know Grace scored a really nice goal in that game, and I just think like those big games that were every single person on the team's like 
active, involved in those games, and you just know it's a good team win. That's just going to lead to drive you into the next year. And just thinking about it, I think that's one that sticks out to me. I think beating Dartmouth this year was a huge one for me. Um, I think just like those games that you look back and you reminisce on the memories and you reminisce on like the team just coming together and all that work and diligence you've put into practice day in and day out these past four years and just kind of seeing that come full circle. I think that's like those are the ones that stick out the most in my mind. And I think it's been important to celebrate the small moments along the way. I know kind of had a little bit of a reality check. We had Emma score her first college goal this past weekend against Cornell, and it kind of hadn't occurred to me that we still had, you know, like like freshmen, there's still people fighting for that, and seeing her excitement and her getting that and how happy the group was for her was just kind of amazing to know, even if we didn't, you know, pull the win exactly the way we wanted, just having those small victories was incredible. Like, her happiness was amazing, so I think just seeing those small things across the four years, and especially this year, knowing there's there's still people who are like doing small things. It was, re- it was really nice to see. How have you seen the program evolve for the past four years? Obviously, lost a season, but despite that. Yeah, I think just the people you've been bringing in and the way the culture's been transitioning, like I said, like celebrating those small little things. I know that can be hard for a group. If, if you're not winning a lot, you're not necessarily seeing the results you want. It can be really hard to see people and have them stay on the right path and really celebrate those small things. But just seeing like moments like that and how excited people got and how the morale stayed high, I think that's a really big piece. And seeing that grow and seeing people who are extremely excited to do that even after losing a year and just how people bounce back and how resilient they are, it's, it's inspiring every day. Like even this weekend, it's just a reminder going into my senior year, there's still these freshmen who are you know, fighting to get their first points and how happy and excited they are. Like I'm so happy to leave it in their hands. and really confident that they're going to keep going in the right direction. Yeah, I would agree with Grace. I think when you come in, you expect, you know, like, oh, I'm going to win X amount of games by the time I'm a senior and everything's going to be different. And you have all these high hopes. And I think you kind of get hit with a little bit of a reality check of just like how long like a growth process takes, you know. And I think when you're, I think we've had this conversation a couple of times this year of just like what mark have we left here, you know, and you just think back then you have to know that like, when we're leaving, we know that maybe you don't see those results on paper immediately, but you know, like, in the locker room and the culture, the way we practice, the way we play, the team morale we have, like, that is the difference that we've made. And, like, just seeing that growth now and knowing that in, as years come and pass, like, we will still have, like, our mark will still be here, like, resonating with those girls. And, like, we know we're leaving confidently knowing that the girls that are playing next year and the year after that and the year after that, they're going to continue that tradition on and, like, they're only going to grow and get better from there. So I think... You kind of have to have hope in that sense and just be proud of what you have accomplished and, like Grace said, celebrate the little things. Curious to hear about that from your perspective too, Josh. Um, man, we've, we've grown in so many different ways, especially during these, these seniors' time. I mean, I look at these four seniors and what they've done for our program specifically. I mean, what's, what's funny, and, and I didn't even want to say this to these guys right now, but... Um, you, you get the privilege as a coach to, to be here and you stay here and you get to coach and these guys come and go every year and these guys get four years here and you know I'll be here after their, their career is done and I think you sometimes forget about that as a coach and I think when they come in and they impact your program for four years, how they work, how they lead others, what they do off the ice, um, you know the standards that these guys have set and, and just some of the things that they've done to help others and, and kind of pass the torch to, to make sure that they're going to be good leaders and, and take this program to another level after they leave here um, is something that we're very proud of. I mean, the, the program has grown exponentially. I mean, just 
they've created new standards for our program of how we practice, how we play, um, what we do off the ice, how we behave, how we act, um, just what kind of human beings we are. And these guys, these four were our first class of, of recruits and I couldn't be more proud of, of the four of them graduating, what kind of women that they are going into the world. So um, just, I think Union's all about the holistic experience and I think all four of them have really soaked up what this place is all about. So. Um, yeah, we, we would like to win more. Certainly we want to be a, a more winning program, but I couldn't be more proud of, of what they've done with the time that they're here. How do you guys see the future of the program, especially in the light uh, with athletic scholarships coming down the road? I'm pumped. I'm so excited to be, be an alumni and be able to watch that and you know keep following along. I'm, I'm expecting them to keep growing exponentially in the next couple of years. And, you know, I think it's it's easy to say, oh, I, I wish I was still here and had a couple more years. Like, obviously, I want to keep playing, but again, I'm confident with what we're leaving behind, and I can't wait to watch and, and see what they do. I think there's a lot of really great things coming and cool changes, and I can't wait to be, like I said, one of the alumni that comes back in five, ten years, and, you know, I'm going to come and watch and put up ten points on the board and have a good night. I'm, I'm really excited for that. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think like Josh kind of mentioned, like we've laid this foundation the past four years and like that's something that they're only going to build on and now knowing that that recruiting pool has just opened up for Union makes a huge difference. So only excited for what's to come in the future. Like they have that foundation, they have the ability now, like this is only going to boost like the progress even further. So super excited to just see what comes for them because like we know it's there, we know we can, like we believe it, like we've lived through it through a couple games and just, you know, changing that lineup and just the depth there, like that's a difference between consistency and like winning games on a regular basis. So definitely just excited for the future and what's going to happen for them. Some uh, notes around ECAZ hockey, uh, some uh, major award announcements. Uh, finalists for the Hockey Humanitarian Award were announced Wednesday and uh, two area players made the list. Union's Josh Kosak is on there for the second consecutive season. Uh, Kosak raised uh, $45,000 for the Cocoa House just recently in his second annual Cozy Kids fundraiser. Great job by uh, Josh doing that. Also on the list is RPI junior defenseman Hannah Price. She's a member of the Student Athlete Advisory Committee, and she's helped expand the group's efforts to improve RPI's community and surrounding area, including co-sponsoring a blood drive with the American Red Cross and making the National Girls and Women's in Sports Day a resounding success. So congratulations to those uh, players. The other finalists are Jacob Atkins and Andrew Walker. That's a combo uh, uh, deal there at UMass Boston, both junior forwards. Uh, Gabby Hughes, a senior forward from Minnesota Duluth, and Jordan Keeley, a senior goaltender with St. Mary's University in Minnesota. Uh, we had Grace Hiding just on here on the podcast, and she's a finalist for the ECAC Hockey's Mandy Schwartz Student Athlete of the Year. Uh, she's going up against uh, Cornell's Lindsey Browning and Quinnipiac's Alexi Adjizia. So that award will be announced Saturday. And we should mention that the Hockey Humanitarian Award winner will be announced during the Frozen Four in Boston. That'll take place on the off day of the Frozen Four, Friday, April 8th. So uh, we'll see what happens there. And then we'll you know follow that through the, the uh, conclusion there. And maybe... Josh Kosak wins, maybe uh, Hannah Price wins, maybe have a local uh, player win the award. That's, that has not happened uh, in the time, at least I've been here. So uh, good luck to everybody involved with these awards. Taking a look at the men's schedule this weekend, uh, some 
obviously interesting games coming up. RPI travels to Brown. RPI like to at least secure a first a first round home ice, uh, and we'll see what happens there. Because the last time RPI, uh, last time RPI played, they had home ice for the quarterfinals. Because of course, everything got canceled because of the pandemic. Princeton will visit Harvard on Friday. Quinnipiac is at Dartmouth. Um, St. Lawrence will visit Cornell, and Colgate will host Clarkson. And on Saturday night, uh, RPI will go over to uh, down to New Haven to play Yale. Uh, Harvard and Quinnipiac face off in um, in Cambridge. Um, Clarkson will be at, at Cornell. Colgate will host St. Lawrence, and Dartmouth will entertain Princeton. We should mention Yale also has a game to make up. That'll take place Tuesday when they head up to Hamden, Connecticut, to face their rival. Quinnipiac, so uh, well, obviously everybody's going to keep an eye on that one as far as uh, how that'll affect Union in the standings. Get a chance to play the ACAC Hockey Faceoff selections. I hope you do. Uh, you can send your picks to me at shot at dailygazette.com. I post my picks Wednesday, and we have a change in the, in the standings. Uh, Achilles 375, your new leader in the race. So we have two weeks to go, so it's going to be very exciting to see who wins that. Of course, or the email address, uh, shot at dailygazette.com, is where you can email your questions to me if you have a question about the podcast, questions about union hockey, RPI hockey, or college hockey. I'll be more than happy to uh, answer them. Well, thank you for listening to this edition of the Parting Shots podcast, and uh, we'll catch you soon. The views expressed in the Parting Shots podcast are not necessarily those of Gazette newspapers. The Parting Shots podcast is a production of Gazette newspapers. I'm Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor Ken Shots. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. From the Parting Shots Podcast Studio in Schenectady, New York, good day, good hockey.